Hello, welcome to the Grace Life Podcast. The message you're about to hear, if diligently applied, will absolutely change your life. We're praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, thereby allowing the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. Now let's join the service already in progress with Pastor West. Don't you? Seek Him. Amen. You know, that just means you're smart. Amen. Well, you may be seated. And good morning. Let the children go to children's church. And may the teacher win. Praise the Lord. (laughs) God is good. Uh, One more announcement. Uh, Christmas service, of course, you know, this year falls on Christmas Eve. And we will have Christmas service. We're going to change the time a little bit. We don't even know if we're helping people or not, but we, we, if we can accommodate, we always want to. Because, um, you know, everyone has different kind of plans, but uh, maybe you have someone to be with for lunch that day. So our service will be for one hour, but we'll back it up from 10 to 11. If you want to, I'll do it from 7 to 8 in the morning. I don't really care. It, it makes me no difference. So I don't know if that's helping anyone. If not, we could leave it from 10.30 to 11.30. But uh, for those of you who have come from a little ways... We're trying to accommodate that. So that'll be Christmas Eve. And we'll receive communion and uh, do what we're going to do, but it'll be the hour of power. Amen. And if it's less than that, no one will probably be mad at me. Y'all okay? Y'all just don't say anything. I just, you know, just like you taking it in. For, okay. Well, the last two or three weeks, we've talked about uh, t- two weeks ago. <coughs> talked about purpose. We'll have a whole lot more to say about that. Last week we talked about our time on earth. And our time on earth has a whole different perspective than what most people live their life. But actually we're not even from here. Hmm? If if you're going to accept the scriptures, then we're not from here. We're Several terms of scripture used says you're a pilgrim, you're a stranger, you're an an alien, you're, you're an outside and you were sent here. So live your life understanding that this is not it. This is the small end. And there, there's the big end. And so we're headed to the big end of things. And so when we do that, it helps us with our focus and understanding. We don't get caught into the stuff of life because I always say it this way. Most people live their life just taking all their life just to live their life. And they don't have nothing else to go outside of that because they're just like, it's taking all of what I have, my energy, my time, or resources just to do my life. Well, that's not the plan of God. That is not the plan of God. And so there's, there's more of you to go around, but it's just based on values and how you're seeing things. And if you have a kingdom mindset or you have a you mindset. Right. All right. right. <clears throat> if you don't give, you don't tithe, it's because you don't see Jesus as Lord. Right. You see, if I do that, it's going to create a shortage. If I have a shortage, I'm going to have a problem. That just means you don't know him in that area. Right. Now, don't get mad at me because I'm preaching really good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's the Lord, our provider. That's his name. That's who he is. All right. I want to read you a few scriptures and you don't have to turn there because I'm going to go pretty fast. Um, this, well, this is more of a declaration before we get started. And uh, just listen. First John 3 says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Amen. You know who your father is? Yes. God. Mm-hmm. See that's the heaven perspective again. Yeah. Right? The love of the Father has bestowed upon you that you would be called the Son of God. He said, Beloved, now we are the sons of God. We are the sons of God. Let that sink in minute. And Jesus is Lord. He's king. He's king of everything. He's master of our life and of today. He's king in this service. Here's something that will take place in days ahead of us in heaven. It says they sang a new song. Y'all like new songs? Well, there's going to be one you we never heard, but we're going to hear this. This comes out of Revelation 5. So they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof. For you were slain and you hath redeemed us to God by the blood of every kindred tongue and people and nation. 
And you have made unto us our God, you, Jesus has made unto us, unto our God, kings and priests, not us. And we shall reign, we shall reign on the earth. Reign, right? It says, And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beast and the elders and the number of those angels were 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Billions of angels. And they were saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as all are in the sea and all that, all that are in them, heard I say in blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne unto the Lamb forever and ever. Amen. Jesus is King. And he is Lord of all. Amen. Is he your king and your Lord? Now, Michelle was talking about favor son this morning. We're going to talk about, we're going to take our next step in this. And we're going to start in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. If you want to look for that. Or you can just make notes. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. But while you're doing that, I'm going to read you a verse out of the book of Psalms. God has times and He has seasons. Amen. Just like on the earth, there's times and there's seasons. Yes. We're not in summer and we're not in spring. This is no longer fall or the autumn season. This is what? This is the winter season. And if you don't know that, look outside still. Yeah. I've been saying this week, if you ever want to make a job change, maybe today's a good or a week to do that because there might be some opening for meteorology somewhere. <laughs> Someone might have lost their job. So I don't know. But we're in the, we're in the winter season. Yes. And you don't do it in the winter season what's applicable to the springtime. Right. You don't harvest some things in winter that you harvest in spring or summer. Right. But winter has a winter has its, its very purpose. Some people don't like to say, I just get tired of the cold. Or they get tired of it after Christmas. Yeah. Well, you might. I'll give you some good news about that. How I many don't really particularly like winter? Here's the good news. It's not staying. <laughs> Some of you don't like the spring, but most people do. Everything begins to bloom. So comes the pollen, and so comes all the ragweed, and those of us that deal with allergies, we don't particularly like that part of the year. Then we, we, we can't wait till it gets hot, and we go to the beach and do what we're going to do. Then we say, man, it's so hot, I can't wait till the fall comes. It's really, God just has a hard time making people happy all the time, right? <clears throat> and so, uh, you know, we need to understand where we are in, in the season and the time. And we'll get to this at the end of the service, so I'll bring it to the, forward, to the forward part of it, is God actually has a calendar. And he has a calendar of you and of your life. Psalms 102 says it this way in verse 13. He says, you shall arise and have mercy upon Zion, which is the church most of the time. He said, the time to favor her, the set time has come. The, the word set time has several definitions, but it means the, the appointed time, God's timing to favor the church is here. The Amplified says the set time has come. It was the moment that was designated in God's timing has come. Now, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I'm just going to kind of give you an outline of some things that we'll continue to minister on. So we looked at it once again last week about we're here. God has purpose. He has design. He's the architect of our life. He knows what he's doing. His plan always stands. He has a purpose for everything. He does, not, he does nothing without purpose. And, we need, and we're coming into this thing with the mindset of who we are, that we've, we've come here. Jesus said, I'm not of this world, Father. They're not of this world. He said, I'm coming back to you. He says, and, and I'm not asking you to take them out of this world, remind them they're not of this world, but protect them while they're in this world. The same glory you gave me, I'm, I'm giving them as I go. So we have the mindset to understand that we are here but we're not from here. And the scriptures, it's not isolated scriptures. It tells us that we are citizens of heaven, that heaven is our homeland. 
And so today we'll talk about this in, in the next step of this in Ecclesiastes. It says there's a, um, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says there's a, a season and time for everything. For every purpose under heaven, there is a time and a season appointed to that purpose. The NIV says there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Um, <clears throat> when you begin to read down through verse 8, it gives us 20, Ecclesiastes gives you 28 different seasons of your life. 28 different seasons of your life. And uh, where people go through seasons throughout your entire lifetime, you'll, you'll, you'll go through a different time and season of your life. So Ecclesiastes gives you at least 28 different seasons. And you could call them opposites, right? In other words, a time to bo be born, a time to die. That's the opposite. A time to plant, a time to pluck up, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance. You see the opposite? But there's, there's 28 different seasons of your life that you're going to walk in and walk through. So the question I can say is, what season are you in? And did you prepare for it? And are you at the end of a season and into another season? And if you are, do you know it? And if you are and you know it, how, you, how do you prepare for it? Can you see that? So there's opposites of times. Jesus, somewhat, I think, frustrated with people one time, said in Matthew 16, verse 1 and 2, he said, He rebuked the Pharisees and scribes for not understanding the signs and the times of their season. He said, he said you know this, you know the saying, Jesus said, red sky at night means fair weather tomorrow. He said, red sky in the morning means foul weather all day. He says, you know how to interpret the weather signs in the sky, how is it you don't know how to interpret the signs of the times of the day that you're living in? So he says, you, you can tell it's going to rain by the color of the sky. But how is it that you, you, you are absolutely clueless about the times prophetically that you live in? And that was uh, at least a gentle rebuke. At least gentle rebuke. Now here's an interesting verse. Maybe you've never read it. I've shared it, but maybe you wasn't here when I shared it. But it, it so fits what we want to talk about this morning. It's in Jeremiah chapter 8. And I think this is the NIV translation that I'm reading from. Uh, Jeremiah 8, and I think verse 7. It says, even the stork, a stork in the sky knows her appointed time or season. And the turtle and the crane and the swallow observe the time of their coming. He says, but my people know not the judgment of the Lord. You ever saw that verse before? I mean, never saw that verse. There's, there's a lot of interesting things to, to, to pull from this verse of what the Lord's saying to us prophetically and saying to his people of that time, that w which correlates to our time. The phrase in that verse says the time of their coming in the Hebrew, that means the time of their migration. The time of their coming means they know the time of their migration. Now, he's talking to us in the beginning of the verse about animals. In other words, he's, Jeremiah's saying to us, he said, birds know when to migrate. You ever notice that? How many have been looking at a certain time of year and you hear some, some geese head over? And it's, you, you know summer's come to an end or fall's come to an end and they're like, it's time to get out of here. A bird knows that. So Jeremiah is saying birds know when to migrate because God coded them to know. It's intuitive within them that they know it's time to migrate. He said they, they, they know and no human speaking to them. It's just coded within them. They say it's time, the season is changing. It's time to go into a new direction. Right? right? In other words, I'll say it this way. They didn't attend a seminar. They didn't download a bird app. And they don't need a bird prophet to tell them what to do with their life. Hmm? Never heard of a, a prophetic school for birds, have you? No, he's, so he put, it in, he put it in them. So it says God legislates 
The scripture says he legislates the change of seasons. God does. He legislates the change of seasons. You might be going through a season in your life that this is not the greatest season you've ever been in. Or you may be having the time of your life. Now, not, I'm not saying everything that's happened in your life, God has orchestrated. Certainly that's not true because there is a devil, right? Yes. But there's times in your life that you may think is not fun. And it very well could be that God did legislate this time. You know, we grow out of hard times, not so much out of the easy times. The scripture says Jesus, <clears throat> Jesus was perfected by the things because he was obedient in times of suffering. So we grow during the hard times. If you're, if you're a bodybuilder, that's, that's in the gym. But you're, you're actually destroying some things to build some things. You're tearing some things to build new, right? In other words, you really can't just give someone $50 and say, go to the gym for me in the morning and transfer the, you know, the result of that to me. That would be cool. <laughs> just like, here, here's your $50, and I want you to go to the gym so many times this week and do this, this, and this, and then you get the result. Wouldn't that be cool? It'd be really cool if someone else could sow their money and you could reap the benefit. But heaven's never confused about who sowed and, who, and, and, when to, and where to send the harvest ahead. I don't care how close you sit to the person in church. God knows exactly where the return address is. Isn't that good? So God put it in them. So they, they don't have to go to bird school. They're not, they're not looking for a prophetic bird to chirp into their life. To reveal the mystery. So it said God legislates the change of seasons and they are coded to know when to go and then they observe it. It's just, it's just intuitively within them. So migration, that's what they're doing. They're migrating to another part of the earth, right, where it's warmer. They're, they're getting out of here and going south. So you could say migration is a creation principle. Because mm -hmm. hmm? who put it in them? God did. And uh, <clears throat> so they know the time and the season of migration. Now, <clears throat> a few weeks back, Michelle was teaching on the 23rd Psalm. We didn't finish that. She didn't, but... Uh, she was teaching for a few weeks on the on the psalm. It was really good, and she was talked, you know, liking us to the <clears throat> the shepherd and we're and we're the sheep. And uh, how many know that we're, we're the well, we're the sheep? He's the shepherd. And we're the sheep of the pasture. Problem with that is sheep aren't real smart <laughs> sometimes, and so that means we do need a shepherd, right? God is the shepherd, and then He puts pastors and ministers in their life to be under shepherds. But all of us are the sheep of the Lord, and we're all his people. But the, interesting now, that same verse. So the 23rd Psalm, we're considered the sheep. He's the great shepherd. And the root word for sheep in the Old Testament is the same word for migrate. Think about that. The same word in the Old, Covenant, Old Testament for sheep is the same word we're talking about migrate. That God coded these animals to know shift and change. What I'm saying is sheep, by nature, they migrate. If you know much about sheep, you can't have just one pasture. If you have a bunch of sheep, you put them in one pasture, and they're there for a specified amount of time, they're going to mow it down. They're going to eat everything but the barbed wire fence. And they'll start gnawing on that if you, don't, if you don't tell them otherwise. So a good shepherd brings change into their life, and he moves them from pasture to pasture. Then he knows when they need to be watered, so he takes them where? He takes them down to the still waters. That's the 23rd Psalm. Then he takes them from the still waters on to a green pastures, the 23rd Psalm says. So he moves them from water to pasture to pasture to pasture, and they're always moving because they're a migrating animal. And they know they have to go from this place to that place because he actually coded them to know that. And he uses a shepherd to assist them to help them to do that. Because a lot of us don't like change. We want it to stay the way that it is. And, uh, <clears throat> and sometimes, some of you, there are some of you in here who is ready, very ready for change. You was ready for change as soon as that thing happened. <laughs> but it doesn't always happen that fast, right? I mean, even our body, you know, you ever get a little cut on your hand just doing whatever, or just, and, uh, you know, just by itself. If it's not too bad, you don't have to have stitches, it will, on its own, the body will 
heal itself and the cut will come back together and new skin will grow over and you're good to go, right? But there's a little thing called time involved in that healing process. You can see this message could go anywhere. But we're talking about <clears throat> the sheep and the shepherd here. And by their, their very nature, they know that they're to migrate. So the shepherd moves them from pasture to pasture. He looks over each sheep. Every sheep needs a shepherd. We, we know that because the scripture says that he left the 99 to go get the one who wasn't paying attention to anything. Right? So we know one, we know one sheep to the Lord is important. Just one. <clears throat> so we know we're going to be moving from time to time. So Jeremiah is teaching us out of Jeremiah that we started with. He's teaching us from the Bible that birds and turtle doves and the swallow and the crane, and he's, they all know their time. They all know that it's time for them to migrate from time to time. He says, but my people, comparing us to birds, hmm? it's all in that verse. He said, once again, the bird knows, the turtle dove knows, the crane knows, the swallow knows. But my people, comparing us to the birds, he says, he does, they do not know the rules of the Lord or the requirements of the Lord. That was in that verse in Jeremiah. They don't know the requirements of the Lord. Now, this, so it's, it's a little bit of a word study this morning, but the word requirements in that verse is translated as the word misfat, M-I-S-P-H-A-T. They don't, they don't know the requirements, the misfat of the Lord. And uh, so what's the misfat of the Lord? Well, we need to do a little bit more study to find out what that is. It means the judgment or the legal sentencing or the divine law of the Lord. They don't know, that's the requirement. They don't know the misfat of the Lord. They don't know the legal sentencing. They don't know the divine law of the judgment. So what Jeremiah is telling us out of that, he said the birds know when to change seasons and they know when to migrate. But God says, but my people don't know what I am legislating from heaven. A bird does, but my people don't know what I am legislating for them from heaven. Yeah. Another verse, Daniel 2.20 says this. It says, praise the name of the Lord forever, for he has all wisdom and power. The next verse, 21, says he controls the course of world events. He removes kings and sets up other kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the scholars. The next verse, he reveals deep and mysterious things and knows what lies hidden in darkness, though he, though he is surrounded by light. In other words, that's saying he's in control. He is sovereign. Now, it doesn't mean he's in control of all the activity in your life. That's, we, we, we make choices. Amen. You understand? Yes. God is sovereign. He's already declared his will. But he's given us a free choice to be able to align ourselves with that will. Or we, we can walk the other way. The Lord will protect your will if you so choose to go all the way to hell for eternity. Mm -hmm. He'll protect it. Yep. Certainly not send you there, but he will protect that if that's your choice. So he's in charge. And something to notice here that it seems like sometimes when we're dealing with crisis in the earth or you're dealing with a personal crisis, that's usually there's an indication of change coming to your life that you're coming into a different season. We don't like the crisis. I mean, who likes crisis? No one does. But some people make their, their, their livelihood comes out of crisis. Maybe a surgeon, or maybe Alex Sharona. <laughs> I mean, he, you got a crisis? Call me, Alabama. Let me be your attorney. You know, right? I'll lawyer you up, and I got hundreds here who could do it. Well, so he makes his, his livelihood comes out of other people's crisis. And there's an answer here. So in crisis, or when you're going through a crisis, or sometimes there's just a crisis in the earth, that's usually that God is legislating from heaven another time and season in our life. Oh, so I was with my wife four times when she delivered. That day wasn't the funnest day in her life. She did, however, appreciate the epidurals every time. 
After then, she was a much happier camper. But up to that point, uh, the one she was the least happy with was Amy's pregnancy because it was just different. I and mean, when we got there to the hospital, she was at 10 centimeters. And I knew she was acting different than the, the rest of the times. She was very aggressive. And you did not want to be within an arm swing of her. And I, I couldn't figure out why she's so different. So when I got her there, and, and so when we got her to the hospital, uh, she was born 30 minutes after we got to the hospital. Which means, can you see if I'd have been 30 minutes later, it would have been me doing this. <laughs> Isn't that scary? I, I would like to think I'd have hung around, but <laughs> you know how guys are. <laughs> I'm going to go get some help. Be back tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so crisis is an indication that something is changing in the spirit realm. So instead of getting bent out of shape about that, then we just need to check in and say, God, what is going on in this season, in this time? Are you legislating a different change? Is something shifting that I need to be aware of? So again, birds know that if they stay in a season too long, they could die there. Yep. True? Yeah. I mean, the bear knows when to hibernate. Yes. And you need to know when to stay out of, the, out of the woods looking for a bear who hasn't hibernated yet, right? right? So if you stay in the old season too long, you could actually die there. Hmm? A minister can stay in, a, in an old lesson too long and become stagnant there. Hmm? That's why we need the apostle and we need the prophet. The church does. He needs those two officers in the church. The pastor needs those two officers in the church to come in and to speak and declare what God is saying in the earth to his people. So that's why the church has to keep changing so that it will be relevant. Hmm? I mean, sometimes it's just our methods change. You know, if we're here 100 years from now, it'll look different. Well, we won't probably be here 100 years from now. I don't think anybody will be, but it doesn't look like anybody will be here 100 years from now. But if the world is, it'll look different. They'll do it different. And all the people my age that your kids and grandkids are making fun of you because what you don't know technology, they'll be making fun of them. Hmm? And they'll say, y'all used to have an iPhone what that did what and y'all type stuff in? And answered, you mean you had to type? Did y'all have electricity? Yeah. <laughs> hmm? As they're pulling in in their hovercraft. Right? <clears throat> so there's always these changes. So we don't want to stay in any season that we don't belong in so that God can bring us into the new. Right. Now to him it's not new, but for us it's new. There's nothing new under the sun, Ecclesiastes said. So that's why we keep changing and they will stay relevant that way. So we, might, we need to ask God, what season am I in now? What season do you have me in? How, how are you preparing me for this season or the next season? And uh, help me understand this season and prepare me for the next season to come into my life. That's vitally important. How do you prepare for it? Uh, <clears throat> you can't pray it away. You can't, you, you can't pray winter away. You can't. You ever had a time in your life that you wanted it to last longer? You ever had a vacation that you wanted to last longer and it was going away? You can't slow it down. You ever been at work and you felt like you've been there seven days and only two hours went by? You can't pray and speed it up. You can't legislate that. You can't move the clock because you just want it to. That's the way these seasons are. You're in it and you're in it for a season and you're in it for a time. And uh, we, we all want to pray and we want God to tell us everything. But it doesn't generally work that way. He shares what's relevant and he shares what you need to know at this time. And then you walk that out by faith. See what I'm saying? Amen. You think you want to know all the details, but I'm promising you don't want to know all the details. You just think you want to know all the details. And uh, <clears throat> so sometimes he'll let you do something and uh, you'll think it's your idea. And he's not tricking you. You know, sometimes we, we call him Jehovah Trickster, but he's not Jehovah Trickster. He's actually very graceful, and he's gracing you for this new season. He's not tricking you, but he will let you believe something that you need to believe that helps get you there. It's not that that's what it is, but if it helps you to go there and you believe it, then he'll let you just go ahead and believe that that's the way it is. If it'll get you where you need to go. 
And I can give you testimonies from now till next Sunday and never leave here, but we won't do that, obviously. And uh, <clears throat> so if he told you everything about your life and your future, I believe you'd freak out or fall out. One of them. Sure, he's only going to share what's relevant at this time. So instead, we should prepare by prayer, by waiting on God to understand the time and season. And he'll instruct you. He'll help you change. He'll help you make the shift or the change that you need to make as you're going from this time to the next time. Amen. Is this helping anybody? Yes. So in Ecclesiastes 3, again, he talked about 28 different times or seasons or 28 different opposites. A time for this, a time for that, a time for this, a time for that. And that word time is another word that we looked at before in other teachings. It's the word eth, E-T-H, 28 different times, eth. The word eth is synonymous with the Greek word kairos, kairos. Eth, time, is the word kairos in the Greek. But there's another, there's another word for which means something else about time, and that's the word chronos. Kairos and chronos is the two seasons of time of change. And it talks about which one we're in. So kairos means it's a set time or it's an appointed time. Start to finish, it's a due season. I read that out of Psalms 102 a while ago. This is what he was talking about, Kairos. He said that this time to favor Zion, he said, I said it. I said it. He said, I put it on my appointment book. I'm starting it and I'm going to finish it. It is the season that's due for them because I said it's due. This is the time. It's a supreme moment set by God. No man's going to change it. Michelle was talking about favor a while ago. When, when God set Joseph's time, no man could keep him in the prison. He said, when you get there and the baker and the, and the other dude, and, the, and he said, when you get there, don't forget me. Well, they forgot him. But when it was his time to go, he needed no man to help him out. God used a man, but God said his time. Joseph was there with a dream for 13 years, but he carried the dream into the prison for something he, he, he had no purpose of being there of his own doing. But purpose was found in there. And Joseph, the, the one who would be in charge, second in command, I believe that he was groomed for that while he was in prison. He took his dream and he went to prison. Now, if God would have come to Joseph on the front end when he was 17 years old and said, I'm going to send you into Egypt and you're going to be the second in command there over everything. But, but you will need to go to prison for 13 years before that. Just sign here. Hmm? Or Daniel in the lion's den. I'm going to promote you. And you're going to be promoted because you don't cave and you don't compromise. However, they are going to lower you down into a lion's den. And I generally always show up on time. <laughs> just sign here. <laughs> or the fiery furnace, just sign here. Hmm? I, I, you know, I won't mention any names, mine either, but I've been with many pastors and pastors meeting. They said, if, if I'd have known what I was going to do, if I'd known it was going to be like this for this long, uh, this is a lot of them. They said, I, would wa I wanted to think that I would have done this and obeyed the Lord. But I, and pastor, they said, but I don't know that I would have. If I'd have known everything and how long it was going to take, I don't know that I would have said yes. That's the reason why he doesn't share it with you. And like we said last week, it's okay about time because God knows this. He can outlast you. He's older than you are. Did you know that? He's a, he's a lot older, but he's a lot younger also. But he enjoys his time with you. So well, to be happy, just be happy in the journey of this thing. Yes. Hmm? See, a lot of us are putting off happiness till we, till we get to that place. Well, just, just learn to be happy in, in the process. Yes. In the good days and the not so good days. Right. Find, find the good part of it. Rejoice about that. Yes. You know, when I was in the retail world, in the business world, sometimes I'd lose customers. And there was, there was times I was glad I lost customers. Because I don't have to deal with that anymore or this anymore. And uh, I used to think that I wanted all the business in the county. Well, then that means you got every nut 
if there were some, right? So, <clears throat> you know, you, you take the good and the not so good, and you, the only thing that you can really affect this you know, on your side is your attitude about it. Right. Hmm? You can't affect everything coming into your life, but you can affect your attitude. You, you can choose your attitude. Hmm? You can choose to be thankful or unthankful. You can choose to be happy or you can choose to complain. You, you can choose to speak good or you can speak evil. You can speak, speak sickness or you can speak health. You can choose. Hmm? And the older you get, the more you choose. I sat down this morning and just, you know, I didn't feel really, oh, I don't mean, I mean, physically I didn't feel that, you know, head cold this week. And I didn't feel that good this morning. I woke up. I mean, it would have been a great day just to stay in and do nothing. So I just went in my room. I got my shower and I come back. <clears throat> and I felt like I'd been run over by a Greyhound bus and they backed over just to make sure it was me. <laughs> so, so I grabbed different parts of my body and I had conversations with different parts of my body. And I said, this is what it is and this is how it's said and this is what God said. And, the, and you have no vote in the process. Right. And this is how this is going to work. Do you get that? I didn't hear it say anything. I felt some things. So I think that it was it talking back to me. And I said, shut up because you're about to go do this. See, that, that was my choice. I could have just called in and said, hey, there's great help around here. And that would have been good too, I guess. But, see, that's a choice. So there's, there's two different times, kairos and chronos. And so kairos means it, it's set. It's on God's calendar. God knows this. He, he, he put it there in advance. He'd know you'd be there at that time. Did God know that Joseph would be in prison? Absolutely. Did he know that Daniel, because of his commitment to God and his love for God, would have to face lions? Yes. You know, and, and I believe that he had a confidence that God would rescue him. But he, I, I don't know of any story other than Daniel, do you, that someone was rescued from the lion's den? Uh -uh. So he couldn't go back over and say, oh, yeah, in the book of so-and-so. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't over there. <laughs> you know, there was nothing that said that pillow will become a sort of pillow <laughs> or a mattress. He made his decision, good or bad, just like the, the Hebrews children when they were thrown in the fire first, good or bad, this is our decision, this is our choice. If it doesn't work out, we'll go and be God, but we're not, we're not bowing down. You can burn us, but we're not bowing. But we don't believe you can burn us. Hmm? If you compromise to get it, you'll probably lose it. Galatians 4 says it this way, in the fullness of time, God sent his son. In the fullness of time. So, Kairos time means time God has put on his calendar. That's the closest word in the Old Testament to the word F. Y'all with me? Yes. God set this on his calendar. It's an appointed time for this and that and a time for every purpose. You can see that out of Ecclesiastes. There's 28 seasons, 28 times, different purposes. And some are legislated from heaven. And in a crisis many times, you're, you're going from a season to another season. And there's a little bit of a conflict. And so you kind of think the dynamics are changing. Sometimes the scenery change and you'll have people that will come in your life and you'll have people that will come out of your life. You'll have relationships that are there and you can't find them three months later. No one knows that better than the pastor. Hmm? I mean, I, I had someone uh, just the other day uh, well, well, what should I say? It's okay. Uh, and they saw me and they introduced me as their pastor. Well, I know who they are. And, uh, and I was glad to see them. And they said, oh yeah, this is my pastor. Well, I haven't saw them in at least eight years. Can I tell you from my side, do I think I'm his pastor? What do you think? Hmm? No, not really, right? I mean, if, if your husband didn't come home for eight years, or your wife didn't come home for eight years, <laughs> and then they come home and they introduce, oh, this is my husband and wife. 
Yeah, but don't go in there looking for your shirts because they've been replaced. <laughs> and your shoes at the bottom, they're not that same size anymore. <laughs> yeah, we look at the mailbox. The last name's not the same either, buddy. Right? So relationships will come and go. Ideas will come and go. Methods will come and go. So nothing's new to God, but it's just new to us. So he puts you in a different time and a season. So don't get all freaked out when you're going through crisis. It may not be fun, but just understand we're going from this place to that place. We're going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. And God knows what he's doing. And sometimes, sometimes the play, or sometimes not the play, but sometimes the training is harder than the event. I don't know. We, we got some military people in here, but I, and I've asked... Uh, Different people in the military, and I asked a son of mine, you know, as a Marine one time, I said, I said, so when you went to California before you was your first, you know, t uh, tour in Iraq or Afghanistan, and this is just, I mean, I don't know if it's true, everyone would say this, but this is just what he said. He said that the, the simulated war in California was harder than going to war. Is that true? It is. And he says, although you know that the bullets aren't really real, but you have to pretend like they're real. The training is so intense. In other words, they're letting you feel like you're being shot or killed or at all times. He says so. And I've heard athletes say, you know, the, the weekly drill of training for the event on Saturday, whether it's football, whatever it is, is sometimes much harder than the game itself. Hmm? So right now, see, it may not even be the event. The crisis that you're in is just the training for it. When you get to the event, you say, oh, we, we did this already, didn't we? See what I'm saying? Yeah. So <clears throat> here's the good news. You've made it this far. And here's what you need to know about that. And I mean this with everything within me. God knew you was going to make it this far. The enemy never planned on you getting this far. You were supposed to have been gone many, many scenes ago. And you're still here. So he's, there's only one person scratching their head. And it's him. Hmm? And there's some set times ahead of a lot of you. There's some fun times ahead for a lot of you guys. Hmm? There's times that God's going to do nothing but just reward you. And you're going to want to stay in that season forever, but it won't stay there either all the time. <laughs> but there's sometimes we just want a Winnie the Pooh day and just leave us alone, right? Are you the wife say, honey, it's your time for the kids, and you, this is your time right now. And you, when you be back uh, next month, <laughs> or when, it's your time to do this, you know. So you, you're so a lot of us are going to come into sometimes. It's just going to be the that favored time, but that's not the way life works. I mean, think how seed grows. I mean, you got to go up there and you got to disturb the soil, and you got to pull out rocks and roots and everything, and you got to crank the tractor or the plow or get the oxen out if it was days of old. You got to plow the thing. And I've got to do a lot of that as a kid growing up. And you put the seed in, and, you, and then you, you water it, and you cover it up, and it's something called trust. And you can't see anything. And you do that raising kids, and then sometimes when you watch them go this way, and you go watch them that way, and you say, well, I don't want them to do that, or I didn't teach them to do that. They shouldn't be doing that. Well, your parents did the same thing with you. I mean, I didn't do everything my parents thought. And I didn't tell them all I did either. I remember about two years ago, your mother said, I don't, need to, I don't want to know anything else that you ever did <laughs> that, that, that wouldn't give me my approval. Don't ever bring it up again. I said, yes, ma'am. I said, the main thing to know, Mama, is I have mostly been a saint, and I, of course I still am now. And she gave me this weird look. I don't know what it was about. So there's an appointed time and where the chronos time is where we get the word chronological, like your watch. That's a different kind of time, see? Can't stop it or start it. It keeps moving. Can't slow the vacation down. You can't speed work up. And it seems like it's empty of purpose. Uh, but that's the chronos time. So the question is, how do I get through that? And what is the, what is the purpose of all that? So in Ecclesiastes, we see those different seasons. And uh, they're, they're, they're not uh, managed. It's, it's something God has chosen. They're not managed. I mean, there's sometimes that you put your life in somebody else's hand. When you go to have surgery, if you have surgery or if you have to have, you know, oral surgery, sometimes they suggest you go to sleep. Um, <clears throat> I have 
they suggested me one time to go to sleep, but I could tell they were a little worried about even doing what they were going to do to me while I was asleep. And since they were so worried about it, I could hear them. I'm thinking, I don't have no faith in y'all that much, so I'm going to stay awake. He says, well, I would suggest you go to sleep. I says, well, but do I have to? He says, no, you don't have to. I said, but why do you want me to go to sleep? He says, man, to get that wisdom tooth out. And I know he was kidding me. He said, but I think I'm going to stand, put one foot on your chest and one on your forehead. And my only deal is always just pain. You know how men are. I said, well, <clears throat> I don't want to feel pain. And uh, he said, well, I can fix that. I said, but you, you can stand on my head if you want to. I said, but I just don't want to feel no pain. He said, you'll feel pressure, but no pain. I said, well, then you, you make that work and everything else will be okay. So he got ready to go. He said, all right, here, we're ready to go. I said, we're ready to go. He said, now, if you, you feel anything, you let me know. I said, no, don't worry about that. <laughs> if I feel something, you'll be the next man to know it. As long as you ain't tied my feet, I'll kick you off of me or something. You know, but, yeah, you, you, you'll know. I'll be sure to let you know if I feel anything. And so uh, those are some things can't be managed. So you, you feel almost you know, vulnerable to it. But you're not. You're trusting in the Lord and you're not leaning into your own understanding. But in all your ways, you are acknowledging him. And he's directing your path. So it's a place of trust. Yes. Right? You're having to trust that the seed will do what the seed said it would do. That before you got here, God said he talked to a seed and he talked to a soil. And he says, when man gets here, then this is how this is going to work as long as you, the earth remains. When any of my people come and they put a seed into the soil, God talked to the soil and told the soil what its purpose was and what its function was. And it's been doing everything that God said when God spoke to it. Amen. Hmm. Yeah. So there's a part in doing that and trusting and then not become, let yourself become weary in well-doing. For in a due season, at an appointed time on God's calendar, you will surely reap the harvest. Yes. You will surely reap the harvest. Amen. Hmm? You will. You reap the harvest. All you got to do is stay in the game. You, you, you just got to stay in. You might fall down a little bit. You might get a little frustrated. You might have said this and say that, but you can forgive yourself. You can deal with those words and speak death. I mean, I, I've spoken death in my own words. Have you? I've said things that I wished I'd never said, and I said, I speak a crop failure over all that I just said yesterday. <laughs> Nothing ever come to pass out of that. Out of time, just out of frustration or whatever. Yes. I think everyone here has done that. Yes. Hmm. If you hadn't, you, you're only a one day old and uh, on earth, but we've all had that. Yes. So there, those times aren't managed. So to be successful in trusting God, to know the time and the season, then we simply need to come in prayer, wait on him, and then begin to yield to him. And then he'll position you, align you for that time and purpose in your life. I, I was reading a book. Uh, no, that's not true. I, I really wasn't reading the book. I don't even know where I got the book. Uh, I never really followed the ministry. I mean, everyone knows who Robert Shuler is. Uh, but I, someone gave me a book by his son, Robert Shuler, I guess his name's Robert also, right? No one knows? Y'all know who I'm talking about? Robert Shuler's son? He's went on to be the Lord now, but, you know, pastor of the Christ of the Cathedral. Our power, right? So this is his son, and he's writing a book, and I think the book is called uh, When Everything Seems to Be Going Down, God's Up to Something Good. And uh, <clears throat> I don't. I just picked it off my shelf and opened it up to a certain place, and the, the, the verse... On that, on that, I, I, and I opened up to a new chapter was starting, and it was the same verse that the Lord had been speaking about for two weeks. And He said, "I didn't know my ministry was about to come to an end." I thought, "I ain't reading that book." It's <laughs> like, yeah. Well, He was saying He didn't. He said, I, "I didn't know in a few months that I would no longer be the pastor of Christian Cathedral, nor nor would we have the broadcast anymore, the Hour of Power." But all that year, different relationships was coming into his life. People he didn't know, 
He said, and if you read the book, you'll find out what God was doing all along in preparing me for the next season. And when this happened, and I came to know what God was already going to know was going to happen, everything was prepared for the next place. So remember, Jeremiah says, the turtle dove knows it, the swallow knows it, the crane knows it, birds know it, but my people do not understand that I have legislated from heaven. In other words, please be smarter than a bird. He said, it's coded in them. The sheep know they've got to move from this place to that place. Otherwise, there won't be supply. So we're, we're to be transit. We're, we're to be moving. Yes. And uh, <clears throat> we need to stay with what we need to stay with, but maybe not the method always. In other words, some things aren't up for consideration. But how we do it could be up for consideration. Right. Hmm. The, the plan may change, but the decision to do it doesn't. Plans change. Decisions don't. So to close this morning, <clears throat> success maybe could define this way. Maybe we could define success this way. As an accurate, prophetic, forward march through the season that I am presently in. An accurate, prophetic, forward march to the season that I'm now in. The goal is carry on, march through, and go through it. That's the point. Go through it. God has the purpose, so he wants you to go through it in that season. If you're walking with God through that season, you know, the, the, the British have a saying, uh, I saw it on a movie just the other day, it, said, it says, keep calm and carry on. The Americans say it this way, keep on keeping on. Hmm? So prophetically, it's been laid out. So what we need to do is go forward with the march and the season that I'm in. And when you do that, you'll, you'll have God's success in it. Yes. Amen. 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 So for, for those of us watching today and those of you who are watching <clears throat> the broadcast here, we're, we welcome you and we're glad that you're, <clears throat> you're listening today. And we believe that God knows and understands and has legislated the seasons and the times of your life. And we believe that if you'll properly yield to that in times of meditation and prayer, that he's taken you from favor to favor, from faith to faith, and from glory to glory. Amen. So if you're going through a crisis right now, hang on. And just you live by faith. And you're going into a better season, into a new season. And all the promises of God are yes and amen to the glory of God. Amen.